Welcome to Monday Monday. We're Joey and Emma, bringing you a new, real, raw parenting podcast series. Talking to experts, celebrities, parents, and influencers to shine a light on the areas of parenting that are overlooked, unspoken, or not Instagram worthy. We say that every day is a Monday for a mama. Please subscribe, like, comment, and follow our journey on Monday Monday. Joey Kendall Brown, Emma Sarai Thank you for listening! Hello and welcome to Monday Monday. We are so excited to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored by Nano Baby. They are such a brilliant brand. They've just launched in the UK. They've designed the first baby bottle specifically for breast milk. So ideal for all you mummers out there who are breastfeeding and expressing. Nano Baby epitomises everything that Monday Monday is about. Preparing and empowering parents. Its unique design means it both cools down and warms up twice as fast as a standard shaped bottle, so it helps preserve the nutrients in the breast milk. And its breast-like shape means it's easy holding for little hands. It's super simple to use as you can pump directly into the bottle as it comes with an adapter that fits most pumps, so no chance of spillages. And finally, the bottles can stack on top of each other for easy storage in the fridge. Such a smart design. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're struggling with feeding, have to return to work, or just need a break, it's the perfect companion on your breastfeeding journey. It's available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas, or on NanoBaby's website at nanobaby.co.uk. Today we talk candidly with podcasting royalty, TV and radio presenter and stepmama to Isla and mama to Kitten Luna, it's the stunning <laughs> Zoe Hardman from Made by Mamas. We'll be talking all things relationships after baby, how we navigate the highs and lows of parenting, is there such a thing as perfect parenting and do you have to be on the same page to parent successfully? Thank you so much for joining us! What a nice intro! It's so nice because I'm normally the one sitting there doing the intro so that was really lovely. Um, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time we know you had a, a stressful night last night yeah I mean it wasn't the best night I've had <laughs> but I feel like they know exactly that you've got something in the diary for the next day so they just stay up for five hours during the night oh just God. to piss you off yeah I might have just texted you last night because I was yeah. with the boys as well I thought yes they're starting to sleep through now and then nope the minute you say it as well, I feel like you yeah. jinx it. I don't talk about sleep because we get it. So um, You I'm, can't. You've got to keep quiet about it because the yeah. minute you start going, we've got this, we've nailed it, we've done the control crying thing, you're sleeping through the night, then they just play up. I know. I walked in crazy. back into the bedroom last night at about 10 to 4 and I just said to Dozer, that's it, I've had enough, I'm done now, I'm done. He went, done exactly what do you mean by that like with this marriage or <laughs> with the children I was like everything I've yeah. had enough <laughs> life is over I felt exactly the same I felt like I needed to clock out last night I was yeah. like I can't do this and the, so many times throughout my first year being a mum I thought I can't do this yeah I just need to can I just stop for a second be me for a moment yeah you feel guilty saying mm. it but you do feel it it's really important to say it I think yeah. because there's so much going on on social media that portrays parenting in a really which it is obviously a very positive yeah, experience, but yeah. when you're seeing all these parents just nailing it and you're, you feel like you're not, because you mm. feel like a failure because they're not sleeping or they're not eating or they're teething and you don't know what to do, it's mm. like, it's really hard. Yeah. I know. It's, it's very thing, lonely, Well, don't you? and everyone says it's a phase, but that kind of annoys me because you go from one phase to the next yeah. and they're all hard. It's one big yeah. And also you try everything as well to get it right with the sleeping. Mm, you yeah. know, you go through everything. People say all the advice people give you and then it still doesn't work. And then no. you go, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? I know. Yeah. Except for cry and, or drink. Yeah. <laughs> Both. Yeah. But I find crying and cry drinking aggressively is good. We call it wine o'clock because I wine and drink wine. <laughs> 
Zoe, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into Made by Mamas and what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, so um, I have been TV presenting since I was about 19, 20, and in a re very weird twist of fate, um, Emma is is married to or partner to yeah. Danny who I did my first ever TV show with so it's come really weirdly full circle yeah. and now we're here doing a podcast together. Crazy. <laughs> um, crazy. and then in the in the last sort of five years I've done radio so I do my Sunday breakfast show at heart which is six till ten which is like a dream come true I absolutely love that job people always go oh you have to work on a Sunday I'm like well I'm a parent, so there isn't a weekend anymore. No, exactly. I'm quite happy to leave the house on a Sunday morning. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, actually, you actually go to work and it's like your day off. Also, nothing opens till 11. So you end up being like stuck at home with like torrential rain, yeah. nothing on TV. Yeah. The kids are like going crazy. And then you end up at the garden centre at like 11.05. <laughs> Gone are the days of having a really nice Sunday lion with the papers. Yeah. Potentially even morning sex. I mean, what oh, even no. is that? Who knows? <laughs> I think in the past, that's what it is. I can't remember it. What, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I love it. Yeah. And then Made by Mamas is, um, is something that started in a coffee shop in Cheltenham. I looked over, I saw Georgia sitting there, she was pregnant and she looked a bit sad and I was like, are you pregnant? She was like, yeah. Imagine if she said no, but she, luckily she said yes. And I said, I'm pregnant too. And then we got chatting and we ended up living on the same road. No it, way. it was so weird. The whole thing was some Quite weird fate thing. Mm. Um, and then we spent the whole first year of motherhood together in Cheltenham because our partners were playing for a rugby team there and a football team there. And then we just started talking every day, obviously about what had gone on the night before and how knackered we were and how we felt there was no support for parents yeah. and there was all this judgment online and it was so scary. We were like, hang on a minute, yeah. let's start somewhere where there's a safe space for parents to come and feel loved and mm. that is yeah. made by mamas really. And you guys do it so well as well because I know there's a few like different platforms out there or people out there talking about it but I think that because you're so natural and open and honest it actually makes you feel like you're part of the journey with you guys and for me I love sitting and listening to it in the car mm. and I feel like I'm having a little coffee with you guys. Yeah. You <laughs> podcasts. Well thank you for saying that because that was really why we started it because I just I just feel that nobody says, and we've just talked about this yeah. off mic, that when you become a parent, there are all these cliches that people say to you like, oh, isn't it the best thing ever? And you're going, uh, is it? Um, I think it is, but I'm not sure if I think it is all the time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's wonderful, but if I just want to make it okay to say you're not okay, yeah. and you're not feeling okay, and you're not nailing it, and you're not smashing it, and all these phrases that people say to you, I just want everyone to feel that they can say what's really going mm, on. Yeah, You find yourself at like baby groups, don't you, and everyone else is buzzing on yeah. life, and you're yeah. like, oh, I really don't want to be yeah. here. I yeah. definitely felt odd, because I was the one that was like, I'm not enjoying it, I'm really finding it hard, and crying, basically. Mm. In these, and, and I actually didn't get out of the house till. And the boys were five months old. That's how hard it was for us. But you had, you've got twins. I don't yeah. even know how you start dealing with that. I know. I also think maybe because we were new parents, we didn't know what, what the hell we were doing. But then I think about the multiple parents, the single mums, and I think, God, you know, there's people out there who are experiencing it as well, probably even harder than I am. And I thought, God, I'm, I'm such a failure because no one else seems to be talking about Aww. it. So it's great, it's great that you're doing something that's being open and honest and having them conversations that parents don't feel isolated because I yeah. massively felt isolated. And so that's kind of why we did Monday Monday as well because we wanted to sort of put out there that it's yeah. okay not to be okay. Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, so it's a very, very um, yeah. silly thing to say. I mean, I go but. through phases of like overly moaning and overly loving parenthood. Yeah. So I definitely think that there's a happy medium, but it definitely helps having you in my life <laughs> <laughs> and now me don't forget yeah. about me yeah. um i think that 
you know, you're talking about this phase thing. I think that for me, and I think actually, if you're really honest, having some time out from parenting for a, for a bit, like for example, going to work or even just going and just remembering that before you had your kids, you actually just really enjoyed going to a bar. Yeah. Or like you had a life. You had a life. Yeah. Like don't forget about that when you have your child. Mm. Whatever you, we don't have family around us. We don't have parents that can just pop in or you know, my sister lives two and a half hours away. Wow. You know, things like that. So we've actually we've actually got a childminder that we can use, and and I'm quite okay with leaving them mm. there and being like right see you in 10 hours and yeah. also they don't care that's what took me like a long time to get my head around I was always like oh no he's gonna miss me he's gonna miss me and then I'd walk back in and he wouldn't even turn around from what yeah. he's doing yeah and I'd be like I'm the only one that's thinking about this not mm. him mm. he's definitely not gonna remember when he gets old it's that that terrible mum guilt thing isn't it mm. like I didn't realize that that starts from the moment you take that pregnancy test yeah and you're constantly worrying like what am I putting into my body I'm only on the beige diet or whatever mm. and you're not you're throwing up and you can't have anything and then you have the babies and then you're thinking oh I haven't got time to bake them cinnamon swells or whatever else you want to make them and you you're giving them Ella's kitchen packets mm. because and they're great they're organic but you feel guilty about it yeah it's just I know, and then you see other people doing these amazing home-cooked meals. Batch cooking. And you're thinking, oh, what do you want for dinner? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> Luna says it every night. Chicken nuggets? I'm like, oh, you can't have chicken nuggets again. <laughs> and I find myself shuffling out the dinosaurs and just putting yeah. them into the oven, being like, well, that's turkey or chicken. Yeah, right? exactly. Sure you know what? I wish Knox ate chicken nuggets. Oh, no, I have uh, to have, like, spaghetti bolognese every night because it's the only thing he'll eat. Can you ram, like, secret vegetables in it, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I blend veggies into, like, yeah. cheese sauce and stuff like that. But <sighs> I mean, Kit's the drink. Kit eats anything. Does he? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's actually, in my experience, it's been a boy and girl thing. because, yeah. And I hear that a lot that the boys are fairly tend to be really? quite good eaters whereas Luna's much more picky like she'll like see something and be like don't try and fob me off with that she's so smart she's like what's that I'm like um it's a uh, green chip she's like that's not and it's a courgette <laughs> no. I like even slice courgette it into fries. <laughs> courgette fries yeah you try anything don't yeah. you whereas kids like that <laughs> roast yeah, my boys so steak yeah, my do, they, boys eat do they yeah and I have to get in their mouths so quickly Mm. It's so good. <laughs> the spoon's like that. One, two, one, two. <laughs> yeah, you get, really, you get really good at it, don't yeah, you? you? Do. <laughs> yeah, that mum guilt thing, I think that never goes away. And mm. I still feel that now, you know, being being a working mum and being away from them. And I probably, you know, I probably experience it. I have experienced it quite heavily. And yeah. I went back quite early after Kit. But I, I love my job. I'm not being dragged away from them. I actually enjoy getting on the train mm. and going into heart or going to do a day's filming or writing or being creative. I just feel like it makes me a better parent. I don't. Mm. I think we should banish mum guilt. I think yeah, that you're so do. right about it making you a better parent as well because you've actually had time for yourself, a moment to think, mm. something you love. Mm. So when you go back, you want to enjoy them, don't you? Mm. Otherwise, you're stuck between four walls doing nursery rhymes mm. all day. And for me, it's just too much. And I also think that they're going to have um, an amazing mum to look up to that mm. is doing something that they absolutely love yeah. and you know they've got someone to sort of an amazing role model so if any mum's like worrying about that about going back to work think of it like that think of it mm. as like you're setting them an amazing example working you know working mum who's getting out there and doing things and then alternatively if you want to stay at home and be with your children that's absolutely fine as well whatever mm. decision you make it's just got to feel right for you agreed and I think actually the, you know the parents that stay at home and and look after the kids all day every day wow hats off to them and yeah. you know the single parents that are doing it on their own 
God, Jesus Christ, mm. yeah. you know, you are my heroes because there's, I just don't think I'd be able to do it. No, no, we no. couldn't. I, I was like, right, we need to get them in nursery at six months. Yeah. And I had that little moment of feeling guilty and then I saw the joy that they had. Yeah. Felt like more myself yeah. and my partner and me started to sort of like feel better in ourselves and then we were like, no, we made the right decision. Definitely, mm. definitely. And I think as well, having children doesn't, there is no handbook what's right and wrong, it's what works for you. And yeah. We talk about it a lot across Made by Mamas that there isn't a right thing to do or a wrong thing to do there's just whatever works for your family unit yeah. it's the same when it comes to your relationship you have a child you think that everything's going to be fine and then it's it what do you suddenly you're with your partner and like you don't even know how to do that anymore yeah. because you're so exhausted did you find there was a huge dynamic change with you and Dozza? yeah it was more like he had done it before but he never made me he's so good mm. like Dozza, i'm lucky because he's really hands-on but he never makes me he never made me feel like it was his second time round. yeah like when we had luna together it was like it was off at his oh. first baby mm. so he let us find our feet together again that's but so I, nice and not like kind of forcing his like values and opinions on because let's be honest, he was the one that knew what he was doing. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. Did, <laughs> Did that you, give you like a yeah. like peace of mind? Confidence. Yeah. 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 Knowing oh. that he kind of yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. So you can relax a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I still definitely wasn't relaxed. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. Damn it. They're lying. You were going to say you did feel better. <laughs> I definitely felt he's really calm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm more like you know, up in the air, Scorpio type. Yeah. Um, oh, you're the same as Danny, he's like that. Yeah, he's a Scorpio as well, yeah. isn't he? Mm -hmm. We're Tauruses, so we're both stubborn. Oh, yeah. Like, we never argued once, and then we had knocks, and we probably argued most days ever yeah. since. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're fine now, because we've got into a groove, but I think hormones played a massive part in it for me. Like, I was nuts. And I can say it now because I feel like we've come through the other side. But before I was like, no, 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 my way or the highway. Yeah. And you just can't help it, can you? Yeah, I, I, I feel very strongly that w women, because we are born with the ovaries in the home to house a child, there is a certain sense of I own the baby, yeah. the baby's mine. And I, I feel we hear a lot across our platform that partners are feeling excluded in the first mm. six 12 months of the baby's life because the mum might be exclusively exclusively breastfeeding they feel that they don't have a role you know they're not changing the nappies in the right way they can't get involved at night feeds you know and I'm massively pro a 50 50 split mm. of just because I've given pushed this baby out or had this baby delivered out doesn't mean that that baby is my baby so yeah. Dodger and I are very much equal partners when it comes to bringing up our kids mm. I think that's really really important I agree I also think that my partner certainly, I think, had an expectation that I would know what I was doing. And yeah. I also thought that I would know what I was doing as being an auntie for many years before I even had a baby. Yeah. And then when the babies arrived and I was completely clueless, I think mm. it was a bit, like, it's, taken aback by, like, utter shock, baby, I thought it? you knew what you were doing. Yeah. And I was like, well, no. And then we had this almighty sort of, like, disagreement about the fact that, well, I thought you knew what you were doing. And yeah. I was like, well, I thought I did too, but I obviously don't. Yeah. And we're going to have to figure it out together. And he's like, okay, cool, but... Just letting you know, I thought we knew what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> was he good? Yeah, it's been really, really good. It's tested our relationship in so many ways. Um, it's definitely been up and down because I think that you have this preconception of what parenthood is, and then when you actually have, when it, you actually experience it, you're, you know, you're sleep deprived. You're not really eating that well because all you're thinking about is a baby. By the time it's twelve o'clock, you haven't even eaten anything or drunk a glass of water yeah mm. exactly and so mm. you're at your worst I think mm. as, a, as a person and then you're taking that out on each other like we're very our situation was quite different my partner um, is an actor so he 
um, was able to take some time out to help me initially. We don't have family like you, Zoe, around mm. um, to support us like on a weekly basis. So he actually had to take a whole maternity leave time out to help me because I was really struggling with the two on my own. Of course you were. I mean, and I've so seen I it think... firsthand. Danny is like one of those dads who says it's all really difficult but actually glides through life like I've seen him with both of the boys and he's such a great dad isn't he yeah he's brilliant and so supportive and like I think he's just really good at making a comical kind of twist okay yeah because I see his Instagram posts yeah he's hilarious yeah they're hilarious yeah he I think that he he kind of wants to put it out there that it is hard like Mm. he he would outwardly say don't have kids joking I've seen it I've seen it yeah I mean Andy does the same yeah but because he he honestly had a cushy life before yeah and now it's like oh I can't do all the things that we used to do Mm. so you do have to adapt Mm. don't you of course you do and it is and we joke about you know don't have kids and all this stuff I wouldn't change it for the world and I'm sure we all agree on that it is the best thing that I've ever done it's been the complete making of me I feel like I'm a totally different person to pre-kids um and i'm much nice i'm a better person i feel like i, I, I know how yeah, to love like really love and like put somebody else first which is what i needed to do yeah so it's been amazing but it's definitely test it's definitely the hierarchy tests, changes yeah. at home doesn't it because at first you you idolize your partner yeah don't you and literally i would have done anything for andy and now Knox is like that for me and I think that was the different like that's what Andy struggled with the most because he was kind of like knocked off the first place and um he really 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 struggled in the first year that he was just like my waiter basically because we had (laughs) zero sleep (laughs) Knox moaned all the time if you put him down and we didn't get to do anything together even like watch tv because Knox was up till 11 o'clock Oh um, my god, you that that is tough. Yeah, and then I'd go straight to sleep and then we were kind of like passing ships and in, in the It's same amazing house. that you can actually hang on to one can hang on to a relationship when it's pushed to those I those know. extremes. I know. Did you have any moments within your sort of maybe first year or even now um of where your relationship was really strained? I mean, it, the thing about him and me is that I feel like of Dozer and I were like made for each other. I feel mm. like we were put on the planet for each other we're really similar creatures and I actually always for me the kids aren't okay if we're not okay Mm. so I've always prioritized our relationship and you've spoken about this a lot actually about mamas haven't you yeah I've definitely taken on board some of your advice (laughs) um it's obviously you know babies needs come first and everything but I'm happy to put them aside to make sure that him and me are really rocking because without us two, there isn't a foundation for mm. that unit. Yeah. And, and the you kids know, can sort of like they can. feel it, can't mm. they? Mm. If you guys are arguing, like Andy and I were arguing today because we took a wrong turning on the way to getting to London and Knox started moaning immediately just mm. because he could hear us yeah. kind of clashing yeah. or whatever. So you're so right about making that foundation stable in the first place. I just think, and it's, you know, the sex thing was interesting because... Mm you know as as a single couple mm. as without our kids i mean we, we were just doing it whenever we wanted to do it and it was great and it was hot and it was happening a lot and it was like <laughs> yes we've got this nailed and then of course you go through labor and you're like <gasps> i'm worried about my vagina yeah, i'm yeah. frightened that it will never be the same and i kept looking at it in a tiny compact thinking oh my god yeah. oh my god yeah. oh my god and then you have to turn your body from you know, breastfeeding and feeding a child, which I did for the first couple of months, to then, oh, like, let's be sexy. Mm, and I was yeah. like, I don't feel sexy. No, yeah. feel that's gross. the thing, isn't it? You're and like, also, how can you fancy me? Because yeah. I look like 
hell. And especially like when you've got milk still in your boobs yeah. and then it's squirting out in the yeah. midst of having sex. It's yeah. like, it's really hard. It's so like, weird, isn't it? So you kind of ignore it while it's happening, but inside you're thinking, oh my God, in my internal conversation in my head is like, oh my God, there's milk coming out. This is awful. This is gross. I know. Uh, uh, uh. And then yeah. it's like, is it doing it for you? It's like, no, no. none of this is doing it for me. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually, for me, it was much, like it was amazing before. Yeah. But even better. So afterwards. you're having better sex now? Mm. Wow. Like less often, yeah, as less you often, say, yeah. But like Andy and I will always have that like chemical, kind yeah, great, of, brilliant. I mean, that's amazing, and, and probably I think more because you you've had the baby. Appreciate it more now, and yeah. also I think it just sort of like can I really say this on a podcast? But loosened everything up a bit. Oh right, loosened yourself up yeah. a bit. Yeah, and now it's like poor Andy had like not much chance before because it was that kind of tight. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, you've really gone there. Yeah, so pregnancy and birth for me was your fanny's. Flappier. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well great. <laughs> no, I think I think I think it does change it does mix things up and it just it does change things, but I think it's harder to keep the chemistry alive mm. because you're knackered. Yeah. That whole like, oh I'm too tired thing is yeah. it, it and just that's me quite a lot. Is it? Yeah. Mm. I get I, it. Yeah. Get it? I get it. And then you do, ideally you'd want to do it in the morning, mm-hmm. but then in the morning you've got like a couple of children in your bed. Mm. Yeah. So how does that supposed to work? We don't. No, because they come in. Well, ours is trapped. Oh, he's and still he trapped. Sleeps till like nine. Yeah, but he's still trapped. You see, yeah. you wait. Yeah. When you can't trap them anymore. <laughs> Luna comes in every morning like. Just you wait. She, you she just waits at the bed, and I just wake up Open and she's just staring at me. There's nothing more, nothing more frightening than seeing a tiny, tiny ghost girl standing yeah. by. It's like my childhood nightmares are coming real. <laughs> If she said anything, it would be great, but she just stares at me. Okay, thank you. Um, So no, awakening. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, but I think, yeah, I think it's really important to reconnect as soon as you feel like you're physically able to, because the sexual connection and actually the physical act of having sex, I think, heals a lot of wounds. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Did you did you purposely make um, time to have them date nights, them moments where it's just you two? Yeah, we we try and we try and do something, whether it's not even leaving the house sometimes, but we'll you know cook some food together in the kitchen and have a glass of wine, and the kids are in bed, and we'll just try and remember the romance and remember who we are to each other because otherwise it just you get to the end of the day you're so tired you've done bath you've done bedtime you fall onto the sofa and then you're like watching something shit on netflix yeah have you been on a holiday on your own so we went yes yeah oh yeah we went to not just the two of us we went with a group of mates but when kit was just a few months old actually my mum was over from kenya and she absolutely adores the kids and is amazing with them so we went away for a friend's 40th and went away smashed it up for three days and that was brilliant and then this summer we went away to Ibiza for three days together did you find that you got maybe judged by doing that because I did I went on I went away with my my partner Danny the boys were five weeks old yeah and we went to the lakes for two days on our own because we were like flawed we needed time to reconnect with each other because we hadn't we knee deep in nappies and um this woman started talking to us a walker and she said oh um how are you doing i said oh i've just had babies she goes oh she goes how old are they i said oh they're five weeks old she went and you're here where are they and really judged me (sighs) have you experienced i think it's a generational thing awful i hate that you've been through that yeah and i cried instantly of course you did as soon as she said it, i burst into it so i honestly had a little bit of feeling like where are they they're going to be okay with my mom you know worrying but i needed that time to connect and we had the best we did have the best two days and we came back energized and ready i mean two days isn't even amount of time also it's your choice what you do yeah okay they're your babies and felt like i hope other mums don't feel that because it's so important to have that time away 
Yeah, I'm sorry that you went through that. I hate that. It's awful. And I hate that woman for saying that. (laughs) That's just not okay. And it's whatever you choose to do. And if she didn't even agree with it, that's fine. But just reserve your judgment. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I had it a bit because not so much... I mean, it was just a couple of messages on Instagram that I'd gone away. Kit was, ni- only, Kit was only nine weeks old at that point, and I had stopped breastfeeding because of his reflux. But to be honest with you, I, I wanted to go away and have some fun with my friends, and I felt like, because the, the age gap was so close between Luna and Kit, I felt like for two years, basically, I'd just given myself to the kids, and this was my first trip away, and I knew they were in safe hands. You know, he was comfortably on the bottle by that point. That was my choice, and I just needed it. I needed to go away and have some fun. I, I, I just wanted to dance and drink yeah. Yeah. alcohol. And remember yeah. who you were. Yeah, and just that is still who I am, actually. Yeah. I still enjoy doing that, and I don't want to stop doing that because I've got children. Yeah, yeah. it's that balance, I suppose. It's, it's trying to get that balance, and that can be really hard. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm desperate. We are desperate to go away yeah. and get some time connected. We'll take the year. twins. Yeah, <laughs> we'll can take you? Them. Of course we right. will. You've said it on here now. You guys will love it. You'll knock on the door, and there'll be no answer. We've gone. Unfortunately, we've gone forever. Um, yeah, I think you should. I think it's important. Definitely should. What, what would you do? A week? Oh, God, that would be heaven. Wouldn't but it? the only problem is we're getting childcare. Yeah. Well, child you've got childcare, so. Yeah, it's fine. A week. You, you okay. guys can have Let's three days. Then. We'll have four days. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Done. Right, it's done. I'll get, I'll get the get dates over to you both. <laughs> have you both got um, different sort of parenting techniques? Has that ever sort of maybe sort of put a curveball in? It's the only sort of time we ever get really like passive aggressive on each other. Mm. Like, darling, darling, uh, but, but darling, we agreed that, no, no, darling, you said this. No, but darling, I've changed my mind now, darling. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that is frustrating. Yeah. But generally we try to kind of talk it out. We're real talkers. Yeah. Funny to. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Dozer, when I met him, obviously, you know, ex-rugby player, didn't really have that sort of, sort of level of communication. It was just kind of like lad's banter. And I really made him kind of break down his poor dozer does I mean, he enjoy I, it though like oh he loves it now like, well he doesn't have a choice yeah yeah <laughs> i just make him talk it out we do this thing called appreciation where every couple of weeks we sit on the floor in front of each other and tell each other for five minutes so i'll say speak for five minutes then he talks for five minutes mm-hmm. um, about why we appreciate the other person and we're not allowed to speak yeah this is great time. i was listening to that episode like you, as you can tell i genuinely yes. do this to you and i told andy about that we haven't done it yet you need but to he do was it on board with the idea chuck in the mix yeah. nudity and some candles and it's really fun <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna do this when i get back yes because yes. it's so nice i really appreciate you for x y and z i really loved and it so you when do you that did this every two weeks every two weeks yeah, yeah. on a sunday night that's absolutely that's unbelievable and the best thing i've heard yeah we've got an egg time well it's not an egg timer but it's a phone timer that we Don't i got it from davina mccall she did, did well she did the the timer thing where she says something and then she handed it over to her partner mm. but it was there's a guy on instagram who's my best friend but he's the naked professor and he's the one that gave it to me to, wow. to do such a good idea it's really good how would you advise other parents to kind of get that balance that you guys have and do that 50 50 share oh god i don't ever want to say what i think is like it's it's entirely what works for you but and i always have to say that because i never want to be like oh well you should do it like this but i do think even if you're exclusively breastfeeding there are things that your partner can do at night and that for us was puffing up a cushion behind us going to get a glass of water if I needed something to eat. Dozer was there, holding baby's hand, 
like I realized that and he had to get up and go to training the next day and he would still go through it with me because he was like if you're going to be shattered I can deal with being shattered as well mm. so I think that you you can get them involved even if you're mm. just on the boob and did you do that with both kids yes with both kids um and then when it came to bottle feeding when we when we transitioned over Dozer would do you know just as much as me making the bottles mm. sterilizing them feeding baby you know taking them out for walks whilst I got some rest you know just it's a partnership it's yeah. a team it's yeah. not just oh well, you go to sleep in another room because I've got to get up and go to work mm. what do you think I'm doing I'm getting up and going to work even though I'm mm. staying at home all day looking after a child it's exactly mm. the same mm. thing for me yeah mm. did you have like a plan of action before you guys fell preg- pregnant of how you wanted it to pan out or is that just something that naturally happened yeah it just naturally happened I don't think I don't think you can I'm just very lucky I do feel really lucky because I know that it's not it's not other people's reality but communication for us is absolutely key Mm. we talk about everything Mm. and if I'm not happy or he's not happy we'll bring it and talk about it and try not to turn it into an fucking hell I don't even know if I'm getting it right or not but I'm trying we're trying yeah (laughs) I think it's the thing like you you think you know is there such a thing as like a perfect parent no yeah but there isn't, is there? It's just you muddle through. Everybody muddles through. And some may seem to be doing amazingly and some may not. Mm. But ultimately, we all go through them pains, them experiences, them lows and highs. And mm. it's okay, isn't it? It's, mm. it's normal to experience them dark, deep, horrible oh. moments mm. and equally them amazing highs. And I think it is that. You go from one extreme to the other, don't you? And it's mm. quite overwhelming just experiencing all of them mm. emotions. Mm. And it's and like you said, it's I love how you were saying about how you have that timer and you have them conversations to appreciate each other because you both you know are going through this together. But also, it. you yeah. wanted kids with that person because you loved them. So mm. just reiterate why you love them. Yeah, I guess. don't forget that. Exactly, exactly. And don't use all the other stuff as an excuse to, mm. to, to not say it. I think it, I, I, I think it can get quite dark in the first few months after you have a baby because for me, the baby blues were so savage yeah. and I didn't know how to... I've always been quite in control or at least I was always able to articulate how I was feeling and mm. suddenly the waves of anxiety and the waves of tears were just flowing and flowing and I was locking myself in the bathroom and I stopped talking to Dozer and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know, didn't know. So I think at that point as well, we had Roxy Nafusu on our podcast and she she's god she's amazing if you can have a conversation with her about mm. mental health brilliant um, and she was saying that at that point you've really got to articulate and try to tell that person how you're feeling mm. your partner because they feel isolated you feel like you're on the yeah. on the depths oh, of the gosh. despair yeah. and if you're not saying what's wrong it can be hard for them too yeah yeah oh god i i definitely experienced that i remember Did feeling you? like my body had changed i felt different about myself you know I felt different towards my partner, yeah. towards my mm. boys. Yeah. And it felt so overwhelming. And these surges, like you said, of these emotions were so overwhelming that you couldn't... Because I've always been able to articulate, but I couldn't. Yeah. And it did put a distance for us. And um, so I, it's so important to just yeah. try and have that mm. conversation with them at that point. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So Monday Monday podcast series is all about how hard parenthood can be. What have you found the most challenging... And why do you think people don't talk about it? Um, the most challenging is the sleep deprivation. And people don't tell you about it because they don't want to scare you before you have children. But you've got no idea four, five, six months in, seven months in, what that sleep deprivation mm-hmm. can do to you as a person. Yeah. And it's definitely rocked us 
right to the edge. Yeah, it's really, the worst, isn't it? Because it is that's when worst. you're at your most touchy when you've yeah. had zero sleep. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's and it's finding somewhere to be able to get that expert advice mm. that's not, um, you know, got money behind it. You know, mm. I've been preyed upon so many times on Instagram from sleep experts, mm. seemingly going to give me advice. I get on the phone for half an hour, but at the end of it, oh, it's going to cost you six hundred pounds, and oh, it's yeah. like what mm. you know it's really scary um yeah. but i think it's something that you just have to go through and i think if i could offer any advice to parents it'd be you know before you have the baby um that sleep thing is an issue so maybe think about you know booking some time in for yeah. grandparents yeah. or maybe saving a little bit of money towards paying for someone to come and maybe help like a midwife you know mm. who does sort of night nursing or whatever yeah because i think that would have taken the edge off yeah yeah no nobody tells you how bad it is nobody tells you how bad it can get yeah. and um you do need to be aware of that and, and and i think also labor stories are really important i think a lot of people don't want to hear them and that's absolutely fine i wanted to be armed with all of the possibilities mm. that could have happened during labor and i don't think i was mm. so after my first after luna i was traumatized by what i had gone through mm. after three days of it mm. and i really wish that i'd heard some more honest yeah. um birth stories yeah so i think i think i i think for me that 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 would have helped me because yeah. i could have known that my birth plan went, was going to go off because yeah. i was just determined to have you know in the water no i'm going to do hypnobirthing i'm not gonna have any drugs and yeah. those was great and didn't try and push me into it but what i really needed to hear after a day of trying to give birth was you could just have an epidural now yeah. just take it all away i know no that, that was it. my theory just give me everything i can possibly have to That's make great. it but I didn't actually get the chance to have an epidural. And also, you, you can have these birth plans, you can have these visions of what you want, mm. that's fine, but but on the day, things change, yeah. and you've just got to know that, that things may yeah. change, and that you're going to have to adapt. You know, I never knew that I was going to have an epidural, nearly be rushing for a C-section, and then have the babies literally dragged out of me. I never thought that that was going to mm. happen, yeah. but it did, and you almost just go, okay, that's fine, that's fine. it is what it is, let's just mm. go with it, let's, mm. whatever's going to make the safest route of these babies out yeah. and me safe and it, you know however much you plan sometimes it just takes it gets taken out of your mm. control yeah and i think everybody else you know you may do hypnobirthing you mm. may you know you may go and speak to another expert about it you might do nct you might do all of these things and they have a very um one dimensional look at what's going to happen during your labor mm. um so when you do when do when things do change during that whole process mm. you almost feel like a failure afterwards because mm. you're like well that that didn't happen but mm. you said it was going to happen and now it hasn't happened yeah. so i think more fluidity during labor is key mm. yeah absolutely. if there was one piece of advice that you wish you'd been told before becoming a parent yeah what would it be your child will ask you the same fucking question <laughs> 50 times in a row and not stop so learn to deal with that yeah. <laughs> wear my wellies i don't want to wear my wellies i want an apple i don't like apple i want some toast Where's my toast? I don't like the hard bits. Uh, I don't like grass. Fuck off. <laughs> no, actually, fuck off. I'm having a fucking shower or I'm doing a poo. Leave me alone. Yeah. Oh. You don't have any time to mm. yourself. Just go away. Yeah. Luna, this morning, I was like, go away. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Like, I was like, please leave me alone. Leave me alone. Just go. I love you so much, but I'm about to lock myself in a garage and never come out. <laughs> naked and wet from the shower <laughs> oh god oh, bless her at least, she, at least you know she loves you oh my god she loves me and i love her it's not about love it's about irritating yeah. statements yeah. and questioning exactly <laughs> oh. oh zoe thank you so much it's been such a joy it's so nice to hear your honest 
opinions on parenting yes. makes me feel so much more oh. empowered and feel like I'm not a bad mum. Mm. Of course I'm you're doing not. all right. Yeah. And also sharing your positive views as well. Yeah. And how we can uh, Thanks, guys. get the balance. Yeah, I mean, we're just winging it, aren't we, really? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't got a clue what's going on. We just hope that they don't turn out to be absolute psychopaths. Yeah, that's oh, all God. we can pray that's for. That's all we can it? pray for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can check out Zoe on Heart Radio, also on Made by Mamas. Go, the podcasts are insane. They're so good. They're so honest. And we are in awe of you. Just another Monday, Before we go, can you give me three reasons why you love our sponsor, Nano Baby, so much? This is really easy to answer. Okay, one, as I said earlier, they're great for stacking in the fridge. Two, you can pump them directly into your bottle using their adapter, so no risk of spilling. Woohoo! Yeah, and you preserve the nutrients in the breast milk as it cools down and heats up twice as fast. Oh my gosh, yes. Honestly, though, I really wish that this brand was around when I was breastfeeding the twins. I had so much anxiety around this. I used to hate when Danny would leave and I'd have to do it all on my own. And this would have just taken all of that stress out. And I love the fact that it's shaped like a breast for easy holding for little hands. Yeah, the twins are currently making me do all the hard work. (laughs) And so I'm hoping now they'll be able to grip onto that bottle and just toddle around drinking the milk and I can just sit and have a cup of tea. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're going back to work or you just need a break like Emma. Yeah, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect companion for your breastfeeding journey. Available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas and Nano Baby Online. www.nanobaby.co.uk Thanks for listening.